Hi, friends. Welcome back to Test Those Breasts. I am your host, Jamie Vaughn. Today, I'm super excited about my guest who is a breast health coordinator. Her name is Teresa Schutz. Teresa has over eight years of experience in breast health and oncology patient navigation. She provides assistance to patients in need of breast imaging, acts as a liaison between patients and providers, and has a passion for cancer patient care and community outreach. Well, welcome, Teresa. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm very excited to be talking about some wonderful things that are happening through Renown Hospital right now. Thank you, Jamie. I'm happy to be here to share what Renown has got going on and just get the word out. Well, let's go ahead and start off with what is it that you do at Renown? I am the breast health coordinator for the renowned breast health center. And my job is basically to act as a bridge or as a liaison between patients and providers and the actual imaging center itself. So patient navigation is a big portion of my job, navigating patients who are needing breast imaging and then patients who've been diagnosed with breast cancer, trying to get them to the proper providers, help with referrals and things like that. So I'm just a bridge, a patient navigator essentially is what I spend my days doing. Well, and that is definitely something that we need in our communities because when I first got breast cancer, I didn't even know what was up at that time. And so Mm -hmm. having someone be a navigator like you and a liaison like you is incredibly helpful to so many women. And I think it's really important to make sure that we get it out there, that you're even there. So there's some really exciting things going on at Renown right now, specifically a grant that you and I were just talking about for uninsured or underinsured patients. Can you share with us what that exciting news is? Yeah, absolutely. So the Renown Foundation has gifted us some grant money to provide to patients who are in need, and that's women who are underinsured, uninsured completely, to provide those imaging resources. So that's screening mammography, diagnostic mammography, breast biopsy, the whole scope. So we are able to completely cover these exams at 100% no cost to the patient. That is so exciting because I know with breast cancer, Mm -hmm. it can be very expensive, not only when you're insured. I mean, because even when you're insured, there's a lot of -of out-of-pocket costs Mm -hmm. for this and that scans and biopsies and all these different things. But to be uninsured or underinsured is pretty gosh darn scary and it can Mm -hmm. really lead to some serious financial issues. Yeah, and not only the fear of a diagnosis, but also the fear of the financial burden. So if it's one extra thing we can take off of somebody's plate, that's what we're here for. We want to encourage women to continue to get these breast exams done and not have to worry about how am I going to pay for this? Where's this money going to come from? So that's what we're here for. And that's what the Renown Foundation has really wanted to do is to just let these patients know that we are here for them and whatever we can take off their plate, what we're wanting to do with this money. Right. And the sooner, the better, you know, this whole podcast mm-hmm. test those breasts has everything to do with early detection. I actually have friends who have a difficult time going and getting mammograms because of the cost. And so right. I'm just so grateful that we have this grant. Who does this funding come from? 
Most of the money, a large portion of the money are from anonymous donors that work with the renowned foundation directly and they would like to remain anonymous. So a lot of the time we truly just don't know where that money is coming from. But when we do know, it's usually an individual who has had experience in this community, in the breast cancer community, and they like to be hands-on and we work with them. But most of the time they are anonymous donors who have chosen this particular field to, to use that money towards. That is incredible. What other kind of screening tools and options are available? Most of the time when women are thinking about screening for breast cancer, they're just picturing mammography. And mammography is not the funnest exam to go through, unfortunately. But there are other alternatives. We have the screening breast ultrasound, which scans the entire breast and it plays for the radiologist like a movie. So it's just more in depth, taking a further look at that breast tissue. So this is great for women who have extremely dense breast tissue because what they describe that as the cancer, we're searching for a snowball in a pile of snow when we're looking at dense breast tissue. So this screening breast ultrasound really allows the radiologist to just kind of dig through that tissue with a fine tooth comb, so to speak. So that's a really great option for women who have dense breast tissue. Um, So definitely when they're getting their screening mammography, paying attention to what their breast tissue composition is and if the whole screening whole breast ultrasound is appropriate for them. But we also have screening breast MRI. Most women think that MRIs are only for if you're having an issue or if there's a cancer already there, but they can use MRI in conjunction with your screening. So it's really just about knowing what's going on with your breast, talking to your provider, what's appropriate for you, and using that information to make your game plan as far as how you're going to screen your breasts annually. Yeah, I want my audience to really hear Teresa on this as Mm -hmm. far as dense breast tissue. Most women have dense breast tissue. Mm -hmm. I have dense breast tissue. And I remember my radiologist saying it's like finding a snowflake in a snowstorm. So having those different tools available is so important for people to know. And Mm -hmm. women should absolutely know whether they have dense breast tissue or not. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. Um, So we have this grant here at Renown. Mm-hmm. What about other cities? How can women find out about whether they, there's any grants at their own hospitals where they can actually get free mammograms, whatever they need? How can they find this out? I think aside from just contacting breast imaging facilities in the area, because in certain cities, there's just a million. I feel the best place to start is usually university health clinics. They typically are strong community partners. They work a lot with the community, with other health clinics in the area. So that is always a perfect place to start is the community health offices or facilities within state universities. I would say government websites, they always have really great resources as far as who can help. But definitely usually recommend university health clinics. They usually have a whole lot of resources available for people in the area. That's fascinating. So thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing that. So you have some really great resources. One of the questions I had asked you in our preliminary Mm -hmm. discussion is how do you get the news out that we have this grant that people can actually use? How do you get that news out there in the community? 
We love to do community outreach. So anytime we can attend festivals in the area, different events, Reno is really known for having events during the summer. There's just something every weekend. And Renown has been present at these exams. We're getting out in the community. We're meeting with people. We're meeting with our patients, just real boots on the ground type of work. And then we partner with other health clinics in the area, uh, ones that are specifically serving underprivileged populations, just working with them hand in hand, making sure that we're getting that out there, doing things like this, where we're working with patients who've had experience in this field and are really trying to advocate just any way that we can help spread the word. Yeah, I really love that. So if you're listening to this podcast and you are on the fence about going to get a mammogram or you know somebody who just feels that they can't get one because of the money, please reach out. Would they reach out to you, Teresa? Absolutely. Yes. Yep. They could definitely reach out to me, the breast center, and we will make sure that we can provide more information about the grant and then get them scheduled if they do decide that that's the route that they'd like to go. Okay. And you have a wellness blog. What kind of things are featured in that wellness blog? So on the renowned wellness blog, there are different categories, but there is a specific section for cancer care. And in that is blogs about various things from diets, classes, support groups that Renown offers, and then things like this, where they're talking about screening options and what Renown has to offer. So that's a really great resource to, and even things that aren't Renown driven. We have a lot of articles and things posted in there where patients can just get a wealth of information regarding cancer care, preventative screenings, the whole bit. You know, it's really interesting. One of the things I kind of want to point out to the audience, and I wish I would have known about this before I was diagnosed last year, is that we don't really always know that this information is there or just how important it is until we're actually diagnosed. And then, of course, when you're diagnosed, it's so incredibly overwhelming I remember how overwhelmed I felt. And if you don't have somebody that's a caregiver or somebody that's mm-hmm. just there for you to be able to help you advocate for yourself and find the information you need, it just can be so overwhelming. And I just encourage people who have actually have been through breast cancer or maybe someone that knows someone who has gone through it to get out there and do some research so that you can be able to help people and lead them in the right direction. So they're not sitting there weeding through all of this stuff. I just know people who are several months into breast cancer and still don't know a lot of the resources that are out there. So you're being a navigator to be able to get that information out to people is just so invaluable. And so I encourage other people to reach out and learn more about just how we can help direct people. Yeah. And it's not a battle to fight alone. There's always going to be these resources and these people available. And it's just truly asking these questions, doing the research, like you mentioned, and the support is there. We're just working every day on getting that information out there. So that way our patients don't feel alone in a process that's already terrifying. We're just doing our part, like I mentioned earlier, whatever we can do to take at least one burden off of somebody's plate, that's what we aim to do. 
You have two other websites on here, cancer.org. What are your favorite parts in that website that you can share with people? So the American Cancer Society, I really love this particular website because they do have a section that's all about cancer. That's what it's titled, all about cancer. It's like a wellness blog, like Renown Runs. You can find anything from patient stories, things that maybe might make you feel less alone, just things that are questions to ask your doctor that you might not think of. There's even places in there where maybe if you don't have cancer, but you know somebody, a loved one, a friend who has cancer, there's a section in there on ways to give back, how you can help support somebody that you know and love that's going through this process. So there's resources in there too. And that's what I really love is that not everybody knows where they should start in supporting somebody through the cancer journey. And that's why this is such a great resource is because it does work for patients who are navigating the cancer journey themselves, but also family and loved ones to sort of help support them. So that's why I really love that website is there's just really somebody can take away something from it, no matter where in the journey they're at. That's awesome. And also, I believe on that website, there are places where you can apply for certain grants. Yes, they do have those resources on there as well, where you can apply for different financial aids for various services. Yes, you can find that on there as well. Very good. And then you have another one, accesstohealthcare.org. Yes. So accesstohealthcare.org is a they access to healthcare network. They are not an insurance company, but what they do is it's a membership. So you pay a membership fee and then they offer sliding scales for these particular services. So it's not paying a full out-of-pocket cost because you know if you're uninsured, you're not paying a full out-of-pocket cost to have a breast screening exam, to see your primary care. They have dental, they have vision, they have all of these things to help you pay for these services. So women who are uninsured, can't get insurance, can't afford insurance, private insurance, this is just sort of an alternative. So they're not an insurance company, but they are there to help support by giving lesser amounts for out of pocket. They give strong discounts as far, more than what a hospital would be able to give you. They have contracted rates for different things. Like I said, and it goes all the way from primary care visits, surgeries, ERs, dental, vision, the whole scope, and they help with that. So I wanted to provide that website there for anyone who might be struggling to get insurance who maybe doesn't necessarily want to use a grant or just needs more assistance outside of what we can offer with our grant. This is really more of a full scope facility that can help with those extra things that might come from a cancer diagnosis or really just trying to stay healthy and keeping up with annual appointments. What a great resource. Is there anything on there for mental health? They do have a couple different things for behavioral health on there as well, which is significant because not many insurance companies even offer that type of assistance. So yes, they do have some information there for mental health as well. Good, because I just know that when you get this kind of disease, it definitely takes a toll on your mental health. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So the, yes, they, and they do have those around. resources for that. Very good. <laughs> Um, so if people want to reach out to you, you have your email address on here and your phone mm-hmm. number and the main number to the breast center. Yes. Very good. 
Okay. Well, I honestly think this is such a great resource. Thank you for being on here. Is there anything else you'd like to share with people out there that they should know? Yes. Anybody that you come in contact to, anybody you love, friends, family, let them know the significance of cancer screening, whether it's breast, anything, really just let them know that these resources are out there. Maybe even make a day of it. Grab your girlfriends, your mom, anybody, and make a day of it. Get your screening exams done. Go grab some lunch. Go shopping. Really just encourage each other about the importance of cancer screenings and that these resources are available. I don't like to scare people, but I do think people should understand that the statistics Mm -hmm. of women getting breast cancer at some point in their life. The last I heard was one in eight women. Have you heard anything different? That is the last that I have heard as well from the American College of Surgeons who really drives the screening recommendations for the country. It was one in eight women. Okay. Yeah. And that early detection is so important. Absolutely. So waiting longer is just not something that should be an option. It is a whole heck of a lot less expensive (laughs) if you catch it early, right? (laughs) Yep. Yep. Annual cancer screenings, genetic testing, knowing your family history is all a major part of combating a disease early. I have one more important question for you. I've had two lumpectomies in the last eight years. And during that time, I learned that I had very dense breast tissue. Leading up to my breast cancer this last year, I've always asked my doctor to make sure that that annual mammogram is always a Mm -hmm. diagnostics one. I always had to ask for it. Do women... Is that something that women need to do? They need to know whether they have dense breast tissue, first of all. Have to request that diagnostics or how do they go about that? Yes. So for the full diagnostic workup, it is something that does require order and referral from a provider. So if that is the route that a patient wants to go, you do have to request it from a provider. Because the typical standard screening is just your screening mammogram. And we do have the 3D technology now that is standard for every single exam. So the standard 3D mammography is just the screening. But if they want that extra diagnostic bit added, it is something that they need to speak to their providers about. Okay. So my audience, first, find out whether you have dense breast tissues. I mean, that is so important. And just a simple reach out to your GP. That's all I ever did is I reached out to my GP and I said, hey, can you make sure that it is a diagnostics mammogram that I'm going into? And he always made it happen. So just make sure that you advocate for yourself and get the best testing that you possibly can. So Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you, Teresa. I really appreciate your being on our show and to my audience, we'll see you next time on Test Those Breasts. Thank you.